What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my man, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, Willie McGinnis uh, is in some trouble in Los Angeles because the Patriots Hall of Famer has been uh, hit with two felony charges from that crazy brawl that he got into at an L.A. hotspot back in December Remember, we uh, we broke the story. We published the video, and uh, we're playing it here now. Willie was at Delilah, December 9th, and uh, he walked past this other man who was sitting at one of the booths, and uh, all hell broke loose, Mojo. There was a absolutely crazy brawl. Uh, Willie McGinnis, who's six foot five inches tall, two hundred seventy pounds, and he hap- happens to be fifty one years old got into a fight, and they really put a beating on this guy. Uh, the uh, prosecutors in Los Angeles reviewed the footage mojo, and uh, we broke the story uh, this week that Willie has been hit with two felony counts. Now, each one of these charges mojo carries a, a f- up to a four-year prison sentence. The first charge is assault with a deadly weapon, presumably the deadly weapon being the bottle that Willie McGinnis hit the other man with. The second charge mojo being assault likely to cause great bodily injury. And uh, now Willie McGinnis, who will be in court in April for these charges, is going to have to mount some sort of defense here. And like we said, uh, if ultimately convicted, he's facing prison time, serious, legitimate prison time. There's going to have to be some mind blowing excuse as to why this went down, because this looks bad. Walking in there with four or five of your buddies or associates of some kind and jumping a guy that's sitting there minding his own business uh, by himself, it looks like. Uh, this was really bad. I mean, they were throwing some violent shots. Picking up a bottle just makes everything worse. I guess we still don't have a reason as to why this all went down no. in the first place. You gotta think that that information will be shared in court. Uh, If I'm Willie McGinnis, I know how bad this situation is. And if I have an excuse that could even remotely explain this situation, you better believe I'm gonna save it for court for, uh, you know, potentially a jury to hear for the first time so they don't hear it ahead of time. And uh, kind of the power of that excuse starts to kind of wane over time. Because this this looks really bad, and he's got to know that. His legal team's got to know that. This is a big problem, and my goodness, this could have some serious, serious consequences for him. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, Mojo, and I agree. That's the question everybody wants to know, and we just have not gotten that answer yet. I think, unfortunately for Willie McGinnis, you're going to be hard-pressed to find an explanation that justifies that level of attack. So I don't know what he's going to say. He, look, he's made a lot of money. He's likely going to have a very competent, high-powered, uh, expensive attorney. But this is a very serious situation for Willie McGinnis, and it's a, um, it's a court case we'll continue to follow. All right, Mojo, moving on to a scary situation involving the world's best soccer player, maybe the greatest soccer player ever, Lionel Messi. Mojo, Lionel Messi's in-laws, his wife's parents own a grocery store in Rosario, Argentina. It's the third largest city in the entire country. It's about 200 miles from Buenos Aires. Well, Mojo, on Thursday, two gunmen pulled up on a motorcycle in front of the store. One of the men hopped off the bike and opened fire 
on the grocery store shooting at least 12 shots. Mojo, you see here, those are actual pictures from the scene. And of course, those are bullet holes in the front window. Now, the store was open. There were people actually shopping. Miraculously, no one was killed. No one was even injured. But uh, a scary situation. And to make matters even worse and even really more ominous for Lionel Messi, the gunman dropped a note before they left the scene. The note mojo said, Messi, we're waiting for you. And they pulled away on the bike. Crazy, scary situation. Of course, police descended on the area and they have now launched an investigation. But the reality is Argentina and specifically Rosario has been plagued by drug related crimes. Um, look, uh, you know, narco is big in the area and there have been many murders and many other crimes that are associated with drug dealing. And this is scary stuff for Lionel Messi. It really is. Terrifying. Uh, no question. The fact that that many shots went off and, and no one got hit was truly a miracle. And one thing that just makes this so terrible is that it wasn't even Lionel's store. It wasn't his immediate family or blood. It was his in-laws or, you know, so we're talking about some degrees of separation here. So if these people are willing to go that far to get a hold of them, leaving a note like that, what other lengths are they going to go through? And this right. is just unfortunately the ugly side of sports. You got to think through Messi's career. He's had threats like this before. He's had people come after him before. Can't say I recall somebody shooting up his family's businesses before yeah. this, but my goodness, what a horrible thing. And again, you just got to hope the police do everything they can to prevent this. Yeah, I think unfortunately, especially in places like Mexico and Argentina, a lot of times you see the uh, drug traffickers have an immense amount of power. And sometimes there are corrupt government officials and but you never know exactly what happens. You, you, right. You, you absolutely hope that they find the people who did this. I wonder if, uh, if it gets to the point where Lionel Messi says, hey, look, we've made just so much money. Uh, maybe we should just get out of here and go somewhere that might be a little bit safer. Uh, he was at practice today. I will say that he obviously plays his club games for PSG, Paris Saint-Germain. He was on the practice field. He was on the pitch today. There he is. Uh, these were literally taken earlier this morning. He looks okay, but you've got to imagine after what happened, people firing into your father and, and your mother-in-law's store. That, that's got to be something that shakes you up. Um, despite who you are, Lionel Messi or not, you hope the family's okay. We have one of my very best friends joining us on the show today. Arguably the top women's professional wrestler of all time. We have the fantastic Mercedes Monet joining us on the show today. Hey. Mercedes, how are we feeling? Oh my God, I'm feeling, I'm smelling. I feel like Monet. I'm feeling great. How are you doing? You know me, I'm hyped up about this one look to, to tell everyone at home who you are i don't need to talk about how many times you've won world championships in <laughs> wrestling but i want to read out this list and see okay, how it feels it. to hear this these are things that you've done you've won wrestler of the year match of the year feud of the year mm -hmm. and woman of the year and i'm not talking about just one of the world's many promotions i'm talking about for all of them here hearing this culmination of everything you've accomplished in the ring how does that make you feel ah i mean right here i am holding the iwgp women's championship so um this is just another collection 
to my collection. It's, it's, it's so amazing. It's been such an incredible year so far. And March has just begun. I got to kick it off by going to make my appearance at Wrestle Kingdom and make a statement for New Japan for Wrestling. And then I had my first match ever back in San Jose just a little over a week ago against Kyrie, And it's already been raved about being like one of the greatest matches of all time. So I'm feeling so incredible. I just got back home from the Mandalorian premiere. The first episode is out. It's so cool. It's so incredible. It's just been such um, an amazing year so far. And I'm, I'm just over the moon right now. Let's talk about that debut with New Japan. Tell us about that night, how nervous you were beforehand, how you felt like the match went before and after, if you were sore after, fill us in on that day. That day was so insane, but for it to be in San Jose, just um, a little an hour and a half away from where I was born in Fairfield, California, I had my friends and my family there from from like legit, my blood family and my family and wrestling was there to support me. It was a moment that I'm always going to remember. It's probably my second favorite moment of my career thus far. And that's saying a lot because I've done so much in professional wrestling, but that day was so incredible. It was in front of a sold out crowd that I was just dying and waiting to see what I was going to do as Mercedes Monet. I had an amazing entrance. I had an amazing partner in the ring, Kyrie. She gave me everything. I mean, she basically walked me like a dog. She threw me through a table. She threw money at me. She about snatched me bald. Um, but thank God I pulled through. I hit the money maker. I hit the one, two, three. And now I am the IWGP Women's Champion and I'm making this title global. Um, and I'm taking this title all over the world and not just in J Japan. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what's next for me um, in the world of wrestling. And, and that's exactly what I wanted to ask you because you could have literally signed anywhere on the planet. You literally had offers, contracts on the table from every single one of the world's major promotions and you chose New Japan Professional Wrestling. You won the title in your debut match. What comes next now, now that you have that title? What are your plans for, for your time with the company, with the promotion? And tell us a little bit about that. I mean, besides taking it on carpets, autograph signings all over the world to Paris, um, I'm going to see what little promotions that I can pop up to. I know next on my plate is April 8th in uh, Tokyo, Japan for Sakura Genesis. I have a um, a girl named AZM calling me out. So I've been putting the offer on the table who's next on the list. I want to see who's ready for Mercedes Monet because I turned down to nobody. I'm always here for the check. I'm always here for the bag. And whoever has the biggest bag is where I'm going to go. Just yesterday, you had the <laughs> red carpet premiere of season three of Disney's Star Wars, The Mandalorian. When I saw you in the trailer for season two, I freaked out. That was such a cool thing, seeing my buddy up on the uh, the big screen. But now, got to ask you about season three. Are we going to see Koska Reeves? What can we expect from the season? Tell us about that one. Well, Koska Reeves definitely made an appearance on the red carpet last night. I had to pay tribute to the character because being in The Mandalorian for, for season two was such a dream come true. It was so amazing. So I think as a viewer and as the fans, we just have to keep watching every single week on Disney Plus and see if she's going to pop up. I mean, we already saw Bo-Katan um, and the Night Owls. They always stick together, so you never know. So now that you've gotten your feet wet in acting, is this something where we're going to see you pop up in, in other movies, other television shows going forward? Because 
the the ratings, the reviews on your performance in Star Wars were incredibly high. And I know the fans definitely want to see you in more. Thank you. I'm absolutely doing more. I just signed with UTA. I just filmed a movie in October um, in the middle of training in Mexico. So I am doing so much. I am legit booked and busy. And 2023 is just going to be the year of making money. And I wish that upon everybody. I hope everybody has an amazing year of getting the bag and being um being a boss you know banking on yourself you know you have to be a ceo of your own life so let's go get the bag together mercedes thank you so much for the time today uh talked about a lot so much exciting things going on in, in your world and we're all so thrilled to see it mercedes you're the best thank you and please keep on following me you can follow my youtube at uh, Mercedes Bernardo TV. You can follow me on Instagram at the Mercedes Bernardo, and you can see me this weekend at Emerald City with Trinity and the Night Owls, Katie and Simon in Seattle. Coming up next in TMC Sports, will the NFL follow in the XFL's footsteps and adopt some of the new league's rules? Well, we're going to talk to one of the faces of the XFL, three-time national championship winning quarterback, A.J. McCarron, going to join the show. Does he think any of these rules will show up in the NFL? We're going to ask him next on TMG Sports. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, the XFL heading into week three, and a lot of people have been talking about the league's rules. A lot of people like uh, some of the uh, the new rules. They're a little bit different than the NFL, and a lot of fans mode are actually now calling on the NFL to adopt some of these rules. So we, uh, Mojo, had a chance to talk to a guy who uh, all of you have heard of before because uh, he not only won three national championships at uh, the University of Alabama, but was also an NFL quarterback. A.J. McCarron. A.J. McCarron is now the quarterback of the St. Louis Battlehawks mojo. And uh, we recently had a conversation with A.J. and we asked him about these rules. Now, there are a couple of rules before we hear from A.J. that have gotten a lot of attention. So um, in the XFL, you actually have an opportunity to go not just for one or two, but you can go for three points. They actually put the ball on the 10-yard line, and if you can uh, get the ball in the end zone, then boom, three points. Not only that, Mojo, rather than uh, executing an onside kick, you are uh, allowed to attempt to convert a 4th and 15. If you make uh, the 4th and 15, then you actually get the ball back. These rules actually allowed during week one 
AJ and the Battlehawks to come back from a 15-3 deficit with about a minute and a half left in the game. They ended up winning 18-15. Now, under traditional NFL rules, likely would not be able to come back uh, and uh, overcome that deficit. So we asked AJ, hey, AJ, do you think you could see the NFL implement some of these rules? Watch this. I do 100%. I mean, if you look at it, you know, the, the NFL itself a couple of years ago, changed the extra point rule, right? Like they moved the extra point uh, back because the percentages were almost a hundred percent on making extra points. And so they wanted to figure out ways to make the game more interesting, get more people involved. And also, right. Like from a gambling standpoint, like it, that's what it's about too. I think it was, especially for the XFL week one was absolute teach tape on every rule they implemented that was completely different from the NFL. You know, we were down, uh, what 15 to uh, three, we score, we go for three, um, uh, and cut it down to a three point game. And then you have the option of the fourth and 15, uh, option from your own 25 yard line instead of an onside kick. So having that, that option there, uh, converting that and then going down and, and scoring was literally teach tape for the XFL. And I, I think it's going to be some of these rule changes that we have in our league will be something the uh, NFL looks hard towards and, uh, and thinks about implementing in, into their game. You'll never see a challenge flag in the XFL. I mean, look, you know, it's exciting when you're watching a game and the coach throws the red flags and the crowd always goes nuts. Uh, when that happens, and again, whether it's uh, for or against the team. Uh, but when you really stop and think about it, how dumb are challenge flags in the first place? It's literally acknowledging fault and mistakes in the game. And the XFL being uh, proactive and preemptive enough to, to get ahead of these things and change the game for the better, of course, of course, the NFL is going to take notice and, and look for ways to, to make their game better, more efficient, and safer for, for, the, for the players. Uh, really cool to see. I know I'm a huge fan of it. Look, it might take the NFL a few years to adopt them, to come around. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either if we one day see these rules implemented on an NFL level. was losing Super Bowl head coach Nick Sirianni, getting over the Super Bowl loss. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, he was, uh, that actually pretty cool, all kidding aside. Uh, Coach Sirianni was at uh, Brewers Town Tavern. It's actually in South Jersey, uh, just a few miles away from Philadelphia. There he is taking pictures, hanging out with the fans. And uh, you know how passionate the fans in Philadelphia are, Mojo. And uh, they were so excited to have Coach hanging out with them, just having a few drinks. I, I thought this was pretty cool, whether or not I like the Eagles. Babcock, can you run that first clip again really quick for us all to take a look at? Mm -hmm. Just that, that, that yeah. first one. Right there. Oh. Hold up. What Hold is that? On. Who cares about the losing coach in the Super Bowl, baby? We are in the clip. Wow. That's you and me in the background right there on TMZ Sports, wow. my brother. I was a little sarcastic with the Super Bowl loss. I take that all back. This is a man with great taste. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, of course, we are the stars of this clip. There's no question about that. But a good consolation secondary story way far down from the initial story of us. Look, I, I love this coach. I love yeah. that this coach is emotional. Yes. He's very passionate. How much he cares about his team, the players, and now, as you can see, the fans as well. Um, look, you can't look at the losing team in the Super Bowl as just massive losers. To no. go this, to the Super Bowl, especially for a coach who's just getting started in his coaching career, is truly an incredible thing. Now you factor in a young quarterback and all the players, that, uh, that the team that they have over there in Philadelphia. What an incredible, credible season uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. And you know what, at the end of it, you didn't win the big one. But life goes on. There's more seasons. I'm confident that oh, yeah. the uh, Eagles will be back in the very near future. I think they got a great squad. So, hey, building next season starts now. Get out there. See your fans. Keep them happy. We all know how passionate the Philly fan base is. There might be crazier than any other fan <laughs> yep. base in they the are. NFL, as you know more than most as a massive Giants fan. Mojo, again, great, uh, great taste in television. Uh, we've got to go, Mojo. We are out of time. We're going to stick with the Philadelphia theme tomorrow, though, because we're actually going to be joined by MMA royalty. This guy was a legend, not only uh, the former UFC champion, also the Bellator champion. Eddie Alvarez is taking a bare-knuckle fight. It's going to be a lot of blood, a lot of violence. We're going to talk to Eddie Alvarez tomorrow, Mojo. It's going to be great. UFC fighters gone bare-knuckle definitely will Lose make the it. Da -da 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 -da. The best show 